Hello and welcome to the episode of 8 Frugal Minutes, where our motto is Save That Cash. Thanks for joining us. On this episode, we're going to be talking about how to reduce food waste. We have six really good tips on what to do so that way the food you buy is the food you make and you can still go out to eat and enjoy the surprise of an evening with that in mind and not waste any food and keep to your budget. All right, let's get started. You know, reducing waste, especially food waste, is really important to talk about because it's not just about reducing how much food you throw away, but it's also about how much money you might save. Saving money is all about what this podcast is, of course, and making money. And then, of course, living your best life. But one of the things that's interesting is when we talk about food waste, we don't always talk about the reason behind not wasting food. I mean, of course, there's the the emotional response that we don't want to buy food or take food that someone else might be able to eat because we need to sustain ourselves. We need to be responsible. But also, if you bottom line it, it really does have to do everything about not spending so much money. And every time we go to the grocery store and we buy something that we don't use or an ingredient that just sits on the shelf, we waste food and we also waste money. That's money that could have been kept in our savings account, spent on something else, or perhaps, you know, done something else differently. And food waste for each of us is a problem. It's a problem because some people really go overboard and they have every morsel accounted for. Other people don't think about it at all. And when it comes to thinking about your finances, food waste is definitely a thing you need to look at when it comes to your food budget. Because sometimes, not because you want to, it just happens. And you need to figure out, all right, why and what to do about this. Now, the important thing to remember is that we all spend money on food that we might not eat. And that's not always because of us doing it on purpose. It's because we plan out the entire week and then on Thursday, a friend of ours says, hey, let's go for dinner somewhere. And then that meal for Thursday is left in the fridge and it doesn't seem to get back into where it needs to go or how it's how it needs to happen. But there's a way you can work this out that makes it easier for you when you're actually going to the store and buying items. So that way you don't waste food. And you know, predicting the future is virtually impossible. And that is uh, interesting when it comes to food waste, because even if you write the perfect list, if something comes up on Thursday, you can't seem to find yourself always like, well, but I've already bought food for this. That Thursday option might be coming up and that's really the way it goes, which is why our first idea is very simple. When you go to the grocery store, you know, we always encourage you to make a grocery list and stick to it. But think about one day a week being items and ingredients that you are putting together that are either frozen or are in your pantry. Now, this could be as simple as a rice dish because rice you have to make. And if you don't have to make it that day, there is no harm in that. It also would lean less towards fresh fruits and vegetables and more towards frozen or canned. This way, again, if this meal never materializes, you can take those ingredients and substitute it for the next week. So it's thinking about that in a very rational way that you have what you plan. A couple of those days, even just one day a week, if you know it's going to be disrupted and you're going to be too tired to make dinner, so you're going to stop by and pick up a pizza someplace, that that ingredients for that meal in that day can be set aside for something else. 
And that is really important to think about. So again, you know, writing your list, recognizing that something could come up and making an adjustment for that, and then buying frozen food instead of having fresh food. So that way, you know, perhaps you don't get those avocados that you wanted for a salad because you're not sure you're going to have a salad. You may actually have vegetables like frozen peas and be ready for that. The other thing to think about is to be ready for the surprise. Surprises are meant not to be known. However, if you're going to have a surprise, then hey, you want to know that it might be coming your direction at least a little bit. We're not talking a birthday surprise. We're talking a meal here. So if you think maybe on Thursday there is going to be an opportunity for you to go out to dinner, you know, plan for that in the sense of bring home something for that day, whether it's on your list or in the fridge, that can be left there that will not cause issue. Again, something that would not be fresh, something that would be frozen. Or if it is fresh, something that if you decide you're going out, you can put it in the freezer, there'll be plenty of room, and you move on to the next thing. So it's really important to know what your schedule is and try to adjust accordingly. That doesn't mean it's going to happen every time. And hey, what's to say that you decide on Wednesday night you're not going to eat dinner because you're not hungry? Well, that's fine too. It's just a matter of knowing what you're going to do with any meal on the week that you can swap to the following week or make adjustments for. And that's really what it's about. It's not about knowing the surprise. It's knowing what you are going to do about the surprise when it shows up. It also brings you to the the idea of expiration dates. You know, one of the things a lot of people are have been seeing is that they go to the store and their food isn't fresh as long as it used to be. And that's for various reasons. But if it's not as fresh as it used to be, knowing what's in your pantry and what you can do. And that is a really great way of paying attention. So some people, when it comes to expiration dates, they, they throw it out a week before. Some people throw it day of. Some people throw afterwards. So the question is, is what is the expiration date? How do you see the expiration date? Is it sell by? It has to be sold by the store then. Is it you using it by? Is it um, the expiration date that it won't be good anymore? This comes from as simple as sour cream to the most elaborate canned good that's in the actual shelf. I mean, there's really a, an important way to look at this. What is it? How does it impact you? And what and what you will do with that food. So a really important thing to think about is I have a friend who has dozens of cans and she actually, um, she alphabetizes all her cans, which is a whole podcast in itself. But nonetheless, uh, she writes on the top of the, of the can, the expiration date. So that way, when she's looking in the pantry, she can see what can of corn is going to expire before the rest of them. And that's the one she uses for the night. This is a great idea and a great way of doing it. So that way you know what your expiration dates are. You use your food accordingly and it's fresh, which of course is very, very important. And also remember, there are different ways that you can keep food. Yes, the pantry is a great way. Of course, the refrigerator is a great way, but don't forget about using your freezer. Freezers are great for anything. You can, you can freeze milk, you could freeze meat, uh, bread, and any about other thing really absolutely about anything it does take time to unfreeze it so you can use it again but if you find something that's low or something you're not going to use you can definitely freeze it make sure it's marked appropriately so it isn't in there for five years and 
use it again later. And this is true with leftovers too. So it's something that you can use your freezer for. And it's also important to think about organization and knowing where your stuff is and being able to see it. Again, going back to my friend who alphabetizes her cans, she knows where everything is. She sees it. She opens the door. She sees it. She's aware of what she has available and what she can use. Now, we all have different ways of organizing. Some people would organize based on what vegetables and what were fruits and what's this and what's that. We all have different ways and that's great. So the important thing here is to store them so you can see them, organize them so they're neat and easy to access, and then be able to use them accordingly. So if you're going to be making cookies, knowing where the stuff is and pulling it all out and then being able to put it all back. And that includes organizing your fridge. That's also important, especially when it comes to like your condiments and stuff that you use on a semi-regular basis. I mean, it's really important to keep it tidy, know what's in there at first glance, and that way you won't be buying extra food if you already have it. Perfect example of that is your fruits and vegetables. Knowing what fruits and vegetables you have is extraordinarily important. And sometimes those fresher, uh, fruit freshers and vegetable crispers on the bottom, you can't actually see it. So you got to pull it open and you forget you have fruits and vegetables there. All in all, it's important to think about what to do with extra food that's getting close to expiration dates or that you're not going to use. If you've come across stuff that you know that you're not going to use because your habits have changed, perhaps your diet has changed, don't hold on to it. Donate it to the local food pantry. People out there right now are hungry and they need extra food. And this is true with if you're growing extra fruits and vegetables in your garden or your backyard. Making the effort to give food to other people is a good thing to do. And it'll help you clean up. It'll help your situation. And it'll help someone else's situation. And that's a win-win. And remember, when you do change your diet, sometimes you have many things. I know of many people who have gone on uh, different diets and they just totally clean out this, that, or the other. It's really important that you don't just throw away your food. It's important to find someone who can use it. And I'm not suggesting that if it's open and bad and all that. I'm suggesting that if you have restrictions in your diet that are going to be changing things, that you adjust accordingly and you give away the stuff that you've already purchased to someplace that's worthy of the cause and definitely good. And remember, don't get stuff at the grocery store that's too ripe. Bananas always seem to sneak up on me. Instead of buying 20 bananas, buy two. That way it's better to stop by and pick up a banana or two than it is to have 18 in your fridge that's overripe and you're probably not going to eat. And then the final thing I want to mention is that sometimes you have a lot of ingredients and a lot of stuff. There are two ways you can definitely get rid of this food and, and have a win-win out of it. One is to have a big, huge potluck. Potlucks are great. And that would be inviting people over, friends and family, and using all of those foods that you normally would not use or are close to expiration and having a big feast with family. The other way is to give them away, whether that's at a local charity, a local food bank, a food kitchen, or even the neighbor down the street. Find ways that you can use up the food that are going out before it actually spoils, and that way you can do the best you can do. Well, that is all the time we have today. We've gone over, but it's really important that if you think about reducing food waste is good for your budget, you might be surprised at all the benefit that comes out of it. You've been listening to 8 Frugal Minutes, where our motto is Save That Cash. Hey, thanks for joining us. 
Until we meet again, have a great day. Bye now.